Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Where's the manager? Walzer Automotive presents Car Selling Secrets. Ladies and gentlemen, Doug Sprinthal. With Alex Brampernard Rasmussen. Andy Brampernard. And special guest, Eddie Spadino. How you doing? We'll be right back after these exciting announcements from our sponsors, of which I think I'm the first one. Well, are we going to play? Oh, no, that's right. No, just to the Bradshaw. I'm sorry. Good idea. (laughs) Michael Bryant, Bradshaw and Bryant. So what's the latest? Oh, latest is we're representing people who are injured through no fault of their own. Uh, People come to us. We talk to them about what their rights are. We talk to them about things that, you know, adjusters would call them up and ask them about. And we represent people in order to get them justice for the injured. And have been for a long time. Very, very successful, no question. I, I, you know, I do meet a lot of your clients. They come up to me on the street and whatever, and they talk about this, that, or the other thing. And they both say, why do you guys hang out with Doug Sprinthal? <laughs> and I just had no answer. For- <laughs> he just looks away, you big baby. In any case, that's the whole deal. So people, they got any problem whatsoever, personal injury or other legal problems, whatever, they just reach out to Brad, Sean, Bryant. Yeah, Joe and I have both been president of the trial lawyers for the state, so we talk to people about all sorts of issues. The consultation is always free, and that's what we do. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant. Andy, where did you get this music? <laughs> I said, just raindrops on a-, on a day when it's six below. Yeah. Perfect. He has a random filter on. Yes, I do. Just random music thanks to Amazon. On my head, they keep falling. They keep falling. I love this movie, though. Butch Cassidy? Butch Cassidy? Yep. Oh, yeah, that yeah. scene oh. where they play that music. Is who was the woman in the ch- movie? I can't remember her name. Catherine Ross. Right. She's sitting on the front married of the. Married to. Uh, uh, <clears throat> I don't know who she was married to. Sam Elliott. Oh, that's right. I guess Ooh. I did know that. I'm just stoned or something. Yeah, she's sitting on the handlebars of the bicycle while Paul Newman's riding her around. He's trying to steal, <coughs> steal her heart. Whoops, what happened here? Oh, there it is. We're good. Anyway, uh, Car Selling Secrets would love to welcome Eddie Spadino. Eddie is a longtime KQ listener. We met a couple of summers ago down in Red Wing. He lives uh, right across the river from downtown Red Wing, kind of behind the Harbor Inn, which is, we can talk about, maybe the funkiest place in the upper Midwest, I would say. Yeah, what happens at the harbor stays at the harbor. (laughs) And I've seen some things at the harbor that I'm pretty sure that I... uh, Probably should have 
went and seen Father O'Malley the next day. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very interesting well, bar. It's uh, attached to a marina and then a, uh, a, a an RV park. And it's staffed almost entirely in the summertime by Jamaicans. By, by Jamaicans, yep. And the food is killer, but you can't be in much of a hurry to eat there. No. No, he's got a method. Once you get there, he wants you at least sitting 45 minutes before you get your food. Yeah, and that would be a quick order. <laughs> that would be a quick order, yep. Anyway, Eddie, his real job is he's an over-the-road truck driver, and I thought, you know, it would be kind of cool to talk to an over-the-road truck driver and find out what that life's all about because I think most of us really don't know. Eddie, you now, do you own your own truck? <clears throat> yes. Okay. Is that normal? Is that unusual? How does it all work? That's actually fading out now. That used to be, I've been doing it for 20 years. I got over 2 million miles. But it's getting really expensive to fix those things. Yeah. Like um, January 2019, I had a sonar sleeve go out. Mm -hmm. And I was down in Atlanta. That was $28,000 just for that. But I bought the extended warranty, and people are like, you're a fool. I'm like, really? You see the bill on this? So it's a big Cummins diesel, is that what it yeah. is? Or? Yep, ISX. I have a funny story about those. Uh, the Walzer boys bought a huge motorhome about, eh, it was probably 08. Or, they bought it right before the recession. So they paid full list and also in the bottom of the market. And any time either one of those guys took the motorhome, they'd do something. Andrew hit a deer, it went right through the windshield. Paul had a farm. He called it a farm. It was really a gentleman's <coughs> ranch over on the western side of eastern side of Lake Pepin. And he was having a bunch of people down for the weekend, so he thought, well, I'll just take the motor home and some people can stay in there. Sure. Drives it down a dirt road. <laughs> Rock goes through the oil pan. Perfect. $28,000 oh, later. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Back, back in the day, you could rebuild um, a Detroit 60 Series for about twelve grand. Wow. Now the ISX are, they're about... Between what you have done, they're they're between forty and fifty thousand dollars just to to rebuild that motor. Wow! How how many miles a year do you drive roughly? Well, let's see here. Um, about one hundred thirty <coughs> to one hundred forty. Depends on how it, it depends on how motivated I am. I'm yeah. getting older, so I'm getting tired. In May, I'm going to retire. Oh, are you really? I'm going to hang the key. Yeah, the, the rules and regulations are they're ridiculous. So tell us what that means. What's changed in the last? 10 or 15, whatever years? Um, hours of service, um, electronic logs. Um, so you're, what you're saying basically is you can't cheat anymore. You can't cheat anymore, no. And w the market's flooded with Europe, Europeans that are here. Huh. It's They call it a government work visa, and they're everywhere. And so they're they're underbedding the, the market. Okay. So if it wasn't for the company I work for and the safety record we had, we did it. We we hit number one three years in a row. So we're the safest mid-sized trucking company. Yeah. Well, everybody wants to do business with us, and so we'll say, "Here's what the rate is." They're like, "Okay, fine." Well, that's, that's cool. Yeah, but then you get you get a lot of these trucking companies like out of Chicago, and they were undercutting the rates coming out of Chicago. So it's really common to go take a load from Minneapolis to <coughs> Chicago. Yeah. And then you get a load out of Chicago. And it was like, I'm not hauling that for that. Forget it. I'll go home empty. So how does it work then? You don't actually price out the runs. Nope. Do you, do you have a dispatch system that yep. does that? How yep. does that work? Basically what I do is I get, I get an email. It shows all the details of the load. shows the price. I get 75% 
of that, and then I get 100% of the fuel surcharge. Okay. Okay. So that cover, does that cover your fuel cost then? Basically half. It depends. The wintertime is really hard because it's cold. So yeah. these trucks, you can't shut these trucks off. Yeah. Okay. Summertime, I can get my truck um, any, the high sevens, low eights, miles, miles per gallon. gallon. Yeah, people are, they so just like blow away. like my 68 Cadillac. Yeah. That got about nine. Right, right, right. So it's, you know, I have an APU on it, so I, I don't have any idle time. You know, that gives me my charges, my batteries, um, keeps my engine block warm. Okay. And then uh, in the summertime, it gives me air conditioning. Oh. Because it's about a half a gallon to a gallon an hour to burn one of those big Just trucks. to idle. Just to idle, you know. Yeah, that makes sense. You know, I, I can tell you, if you think that the fuel in a truck is bad, you should buy a big boat. Um, I've seen your big boat. <laughs> that gets and one. I, I, and that's going downhill with the wind behind your back. <laughs> I've been on some of those guys' boats, and he's like, like my friend Brian says, hey, you want to see something really cool? And I go, yeah. He's got twin 454s on yep. that carver. He opens it up, and he's like, you can literally watch my gas gauge yeah. go down. And they're 125-gallon tanks. Yeah. yeah oh they're brutal. We took, well, we took a boat out. A guy was going to sell one down there, so we said, hey, let's just take this out. Well, we went up. You know where Lake Pepin is? Oh, From, sure. Okay, so we just went there and came back to the first cut where the where the uh, we can get gas at. Mm-hmm. From the harbor up to there and back was 125 bucks. Okay, yeah. well, he had the, I said, there's something wrong with this boat. And so we didn't buy, I mean, the price was right. Well, the guy didn't have his tabs oh. adjusted. So, so just pushing water. It's, yeah. See, normally it would have only been $95. Right. I go, hey, how come we're getting passed by pontoon boats? I said, that's that's not common, is it? <laughs> hey, there's a paddle boat passing us. <laughs> yeah, every year, we, my wife's birthday, as you know, is on the 4th of July. And so we'll take that week off. And we've been going from... Hastings up to Stillwater, and then down to Pepin, Red Wing, and then back. Yeah, and that was like four hundred and eighty dollars oh, worth of gas in one day. God. No, no, that's for the week. <laughs> that's we, for the week. You know, we, we'll go up to Stillwater and right, spend two right. days there, and then we went down to Pepin, and we drag a little boat behind us and went. Yeah, down you had to, that little uh, dinghy. Yeah, when yeah, I when I met Boston you. Yeah, things awesome. We spend more time in that than we just basically sleep in the big one. But anyway, we're kind of getting away from. Uh, um, truck driving. What kind of stuff do you haul? Do you... I uh, I'm what they call a reefer unit, so food. Okay. Frozen, fresh. Um, no, I don't do any hazmats. Um, I I do some dry stuff if it's if the price is right. Yeah. But um, basically, it's fresh. So I think stuff. food that that probably you get a premium for hauling that, right? Because you yeah. need more equipment. Yeah. Yeah, and then they want. The uh, a lot of these places, the FDA is right there at the plant, uh-huh. so they'll come out and literally some places you have to do a washout before you can go because like haul out chicken, fresh chicken, yeah, and the bottom of those trailers are just full of blood. Oh God! Yeah, it's just Alex yeah. being a vegetarian would probably love to help with that, oh, right? God. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, some of them are my favorite sweet potatoes. They load up the trailer with sweet potatoes, right? And I said, "Well, how do they get those things out of there?" Well, they float them out with water. It's it's they either float them out or they put them on a ramp and then they they take the trailer and just and what a mess that is. (laughs) 
to, to get that cleaned up. It's like, all right, well, just holler at me when you're done, okay? Because, you know, I'm not doing it. <laughs> Eddie, uh, I sent those pictures you sent me a while ago to Andy, and he'll post them on uh, the podcast page at some point. But you sent me some pictures of it looks like somebody rear end or ran into your truck. Oh, what happened? This kid, So if you're familiar with the north end of Atlanta on the 285 up there, well, Tom drives through that a couple times a year, don't you? So, yeah, I do. Tom, Absolutely. Tom, isn't it funny how you, everybody can be going 60, 70 miles an hour and everything's going good, and then it's like NASCAR. It's a complete oh, disa- yeah. It's a complete disaster, <clears throat> oh, just yeah. that quick. So my, my GPS was telling me that I love the ones that got the live traffic because it tells me, hey, it's traffic slowing down ahead of you. So I'm like, all right, I'm mm-hmm. slowing down. I'm up to going, going up to Wayne's Farm up there to get me some fresh chicken. And then all of a sudden... Wham! I was. I looked and I was like, "What the hell?" And this kid, he was driving what they call a hot shot. So he's got the gooseneck trailer with racking system on it. Oh, okay. He's driving oh, a Dodge yeah. 550 with a, with a Cummins in it. Yep. He says to me after I get out, we all get pulled over. I get out and I said, "Are you all right?" And he goes, "Yeah." And I go, "What the hell was that all about?" And he goes, "He says to me, he goes, well, when I looked up, all I seen were brake lights." And I go, "You do realize oh. you just admitted to me." That you were on your phone. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, well, how do you know? I said, well, what else are you looking up at? I said, you were looking at your phone, obviously. So he he totaled out that the, the, that truck was like a 90, they're about $90,000. Yeah, dollars, I would bet. You know, it's the Dually, five, I think it was the, the Ram 550. So it was the big boy. And uh, he says, yeah, my boss... My boss just got me this truck, and I says, your, your boss is just about to fire you, too. Like, I, <laughs> so well. when, when the cop gets there, he gets gets done with everything. He writes this kid a, a page like this of citations. Oh, he's mad, huh? The kid got the kid got mad at the cop, so the cop looks at me and goes, you want to tell him what we're missing here right now? And I says, yeah, we're missing a highway patrol. And he goes, you want to explain to him about... If I call a highway patrol, what's going to happen? I go, I look at the kid and I go, I go, when Smokey Bear shows up, I said, he's going to haul that to their subdivision and they're going to go through that with a fine tooth comb. I said, so you might want to just take this sheet of citations <laughs> and start walking. <laughs> we, me and the cop walk back to, to, to my rig and he goes, he looks at me, he goes, can you believe this kid? He's like, I could have called a trooper. He goes, but I know you guys don't want it. I said, no, I don't want to deal with troopers. I said, I'd rather deal with you guys yeah, right. and, the, and the county mounties because they right up, they go, okay, what happened? I told the cop, I said, he said when I looked up, all I seen were brake lights. And he goes, he looked at the kids. Like he had to peel his front end of his truck out of my trailer. Oh. Andy, we're talking oh. about the accident that caused all those pictures that I sent to you. I don't know if you can... Put him up the on State the farm guy. So they have Should State Farm say, yeah. roadside. He walks up and he goes, Is this your trailer? And I go, Yeah. And he goes, I don't think I have a pry bar big enough to get this. This whole fender, if you can see on that one picture, the whole fender's in it. People are like, What is that? I go, That's the dude's fender from this. Guy's lucky to kill himself. They told me if I had been empty or if I had been loaded, that would have been a completely different that kid, probably would have got hurt or killed. Because he, yeah. he, he hit me about 60. So by me being empty, he was able to ricochet off me. Oh, I see. Okay. If he'd have hit me loaded, and I'm usually close to 80,000 pounds, that would have dead stopped him. It could have been really, 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 really ugly. It really could have. I'm just glad he was, you know, okay. 
All right. I, gonna, well, I'll start with this line of inquiry. Um, I know you guys pride yourself on safety. I, I have to say, for November, uh, right before Thanksgiving, Sarah and I and my daughter, I don't know why I decided to do this, drove out to Colorado to see my sister and my mom for Thanksgiving. That's why we went, but I'm like, I'm, I, Nebraska is the most boring goddamn state in the world. You got that they right. They closed <laughs> it down on the way out for a snowstorm, and on the way back, and, and so when the road reopened, I saw so many rigs on their side flipped over, and it's just because it was icy and windy. And I think I'm thinking to myself, okay, why would you be out here? Why would you be out here, and why don't you slow down? It wasn't just a couple. I mean, from one end from Kearney, uh, Nebraska, yep. to where you dip down south, must have seen, I would bet, two hundred plus yep. rigs. So what happens? You guys don't hours get together of service. and take hours of service. stupid pills and say, <clears throat> let's go drive in a snowstorm, right? It's hours of service. People are like, when the clock starts at the beginning of the day, you get 14 hours. That's it. You, you can't stop that clock. So so you can drive for 14 hours continue? Nope, I can work for 14 hours. I can drive for 11 and be on duty, off duty for okay. three. Okay. So people, and, and part of this is, is dispatchers that are like, this load's got to go. We got. We're, we're already late on it, and and when I say that to me, I go, and it's going to be even later. But I said when the storm passes, I said then, yeah, you got twenty years and two million miles, accident free. I said that's why. Wait a minute, you just told <laughs> yeah. us about some kid that rear-ended you. That I'm just kidding. You. That, that doesn't count. <laughs> that doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, really nice, Doug. Sorry. <laughs> Do we have yeah. to take a break here? Yeah, Andy? let's take a little uh, quick break, and we'll come back, and I'll interrogate uh, uh, our friend Eddie a little bit more about terrible truck drivers and what causes that. Tom Bernard with my buddy and CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Tell me, Michael, we've been talking about North American Banking Company for a few years now. One thing we've discussed is that the bank is locally owned and operated. Well, how does that benefit your customer? Tommy, projects and opportunities for expansion come up quickly for business owners. A locally owned and managed bank like North American Banking Company means decisions can be made just as quickly. We know Minnesota. We live in the communities we serve. So we have experience and firsthand knowledge for what's happening in your life where you live. That means decisions are made here. We don't ship them off or pass the buck someplace out of state. Finally, getting our customers quick answers allows them to take decisive action, and that's how business gets done. Man, Michael, you're getting good at this. Practice makes perfect. Uh, perfect? <laughs> Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, an equal housing lender. 2020 never looks so good. Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. With 2020 upon us, it's time to ditch the contacts and pitch the glasses. Take it from me. It's one of the best things you can do for yourself in the new year. I've never looked back from having LASIK myself, and with Dr. Whiting's unsurpassed experience, you can trust you're amongst the best in the business. Call 855-554-2020 or visit whitingclinic.com online to schedule your free LASIK consultation. The great people at Whiting Clinic will take fantastic care of you, just like they did for me. Call 855-554-2020 or visit whitingclinic.com online to schedule your free LASIK consultation. Imagine 2020 or better in 2020. And let 2020 be your best year yet with LASIK at Whiting Clinic. LASIK results may vary. Talk to your Whiting Clinic doctor about your individual outcome potential. 
Yeah, you can tell Andy doesn't plan the music. Yeah. <laughs> you can tell. We get yeah. it almost every night. Every night. <laughs> Dancing in the moonlight. Uh, Eddie, I got to tell you one thing about Andy, my son there. Yes, sir. Alex, uh, our daughter, but that, my son, when he was going uh, to high school, he was in 10th grade. He listened to C.W. McCall about 50 times a day. <laughs> well, when we went oh, to uh, the uh, Maid Right. <laughs> made right. He mm-hmm. played a made right, eating a made right, playing C.W. McCall. Yep. Hey, we're in a convoy. <laughs> <laughs> and he loved it. He loved it. You know, it's it's funny. The the people that will pass me, and this, I've seen so many inappropriate things in a vehicle. That, and <laughs> well, it's like, maybe you can tell, share some with us. <laughs> yeah, now please getting, enlighten now us. Now we're getting to the interesting part. Please share. I've seen boobs of all shapes and sizes. Oh, I bet. And of all ages. Men and women? Yes. <laughs> it's, oh, great. It's like, great. Um, I'm pretty sure I did not need to see that. And then they slow down, so they're like, no, we want to just see more. It's like, no, just mm. keep going. Get away from me. <laughs> yeah, for a lot of people, seeing a semi is almost like seeing like a zebra or something. They're like, oh, whoa. And a people semi. will get scared of them, too. Like, yeah. like I always tell people, you want quit hanging around us. Pass mm-hmm. us and get down the road. Yeah. You, know, okay. you don't encourage drafting? They do it in motorcycles. Yes, and I'll tell, you, I'll tell you, I've seen people get hurt very bad when they... Like, Ooh, like for people who don't know what drafting is, it is basically driving as close behind a semi as you possibly can to eliminate wind resistance, which gives you more gas mileage. Yep. Which does work, but yep. it also is very, very dangerous. It's very, very dangerous. So don't do it. I always tell people if I can't see your mirrors, mm-hmm. then I can't see you. Yep. Mm-hmm. And people don't realize that it's... There's a lot going on up in that front seat. Mm-hmm. You know? I used to watch and listen to podcasts and stuff. Now I hardly even listen to the radio because everybody else is so distracted. I actually did a survey. I said, I'm going to look down and I'm going to count the next nine cars that go by me. Doug, would you believe that eight of them were on their phone or had a, Are you some kidding? It's so ridiculously distracted out mm-hmm. there. It's That's another reason why I'm getting out. Yeah. It is true. I mean, although uh, we actually just started one of those drive safe and save things. Mm-hmm. You know, My son's going to do that. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and, and one of the things that it does is you put an, an app on your phone, yep. and if you use your phone while you're driving, you lose the discount, or yep. part, part of it anyway. <laughs> yeah. So it actually financially incentivizes people to get off the phone, which is a good idea, I think. I always, I, it always gets me like law enforcement. They're enforcing this. Yeah. And then they're on their laptops. Yeah. They're addicted. They can't not, you know, do whatever it is they're looking up. And it's always something stupid. It's always social media or something. It's like <laughs> it's something that can wait until you get home. It's yeah. not like, you know, yep. you know, checking to make sure your uh, family members are still alive or something. Yeah, mine, uh, you okay. know, I got a CRV and I hook my phone up to that and I can, you know, Listen to text messages and voice yeah, respond you don't need without to touch touching anything. I got a th- yeah. I, have, I wear a three hundred dollar headset where literally if you know the phone's in a in a holster on the dash, yeah, and I can say answer ignore. Right. I mm-hmm. I don't have to touch yep. my phone. You know I try not to be on it uh, because in the commercial vehicles the fine is fifteen hundred bucks if you're caught with. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Now. The fine is $24,000 if they can prove that you were talking to your dispatcher or your company. Really? Yeah. 
It's uh, is it tw- no? It's twenty four. Is it twenty four hundred? It's a lot. Whatever it's it is. thousands and thousands. And this company I work even for, if you're t- just talking to them. No, if you're not on a headset. So oh, I see. If okay. you're like if you're like this oh, okay. with the phone up to your right. your All ear, right, and they actually will sit on overpasses with cameras watching people, and they're and they're going after the commercial trucks. Wow. <clears throat> Well, I mean, I guess it makes sense. You know, what does is, what is one of those things weigh loaded up? 80,000 pounds. Yeah. So, I it mean. It takes a football field. Did, did same we just thing lose happened. Yeah. What's going on? Yeah, the, it's like the uh, headphones stopped working. That was weird. Well, they're back now, so. Are they? Are kind they? of. Yep, mine is. Let me restart the uh, board here. Oh, you know what? I bet that's what happened. Yeah. Yep. Boo. Their internet sucks. <laughs> Again, again with the internet. (laughs) Always. Yeah, for some reason, if that thing is not connected right, it messes with the rest of the audio. It's like nobody's even touched anything. I don't know. Dad, you there? Yeah, Yeah, but you you dropped for a second, but the station didn't, but you did. That was weird. I think I need to reset everything in here after the show. Uh, You'll be fine. Eddie, I just wanted to ask you, have you ever done a a radio show before? I have not, but I used to harass Sansevier on his podcast all the time. You should. He he loved it when I'd call in. (laughs) Well, you know, Italian to Italian. Yeah, I'm like, hey, Bobby, how you doing, huh? Forgot about it. How's it going? Hey, how you doing, (laughs) man? It's only a matter of time, Doug. It's only a matter of time. (laughs) The reason I ask you that is because from (laughs) Joe in Louisville, Kentucky, this is a great show. I really like it. Oh, Look perfect. at that. Huh? Your first show and big shot. Big shot. And I'll, I'll tell you this time, we were talking during the break. Eddie has been listening to the podcast since you guys started in, in the house. <laughs> yep. And oh, my God. When I listened, Eight years almost. I listened to the – it was really funny. I can, I can tell you a quick story about when we started listening to the morning show. Was I, I believe it was you started in the late 80s on the morning show. Yeah, 86. 86, yeah. yeah. So Grandma used to listen to um, uh, Heinz and Bush on WLOL. Then it was Heinz and Bergie. Well, then, right. So right. then you popped in there somewhere along the line. She was. She, we were forbidden to listen to that show. <laughs> to my show. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, well, Pete Hegseth from Fox News. He actually talked about that two weeks ago on the Fox News Channel, how he was not allowed to listen to yeah, me when we he was a kid. Yeah, we weren't allowed to listen to it. Yeah, but we had to listen to we had to listen to uh, the uh, what was that? What was that show in the afternoon on WCCO with Ma Linger and oh, the oh, Cannon Steve Mess. The Cannon Mess. We had to listen to that. Well, at least that was funny. <laughs> there was yeah, he was funny. He was. was a different show. <laughs> it, it was different when my, when yeah, my kids were little and I'd take them to school and stuff. I'd have the the morning show on because you know i'd be getting ready to go on and do it well, at walzer ad but there were times that i, I tell tom i said yeah i had to ride the volume control like linda mccartney's uh, sound tech <laughs> <laughs> every time she opens her mouth oh, you better turn it down yep yeah well there is that there is that now we're starting our 35th year on april 17th so you know eight more what the hell we'll see how it goes oh that's pretty awesome it worked out in the end. It's yeah. I mean, I it's never happened before that somebody's done forty years on the same show in the same market. It's, I guess it's never happened. I think Boone and Erickson went like thirty-five or thirty-six. I think. That's how on CCO. Yep, they were in the morning show on CCO. Really, two really nice guys, actually. Really nice guys. We just got which is unusual in radio. Yeah, you up for it? Yeah. So you're good. 
How old are you going to yeah, be no in problem. 27 years? Let's see. Uh, 88. Oh, yeah. There you go. 88. That's when you can <laughs> stop doing this. <clears throat> Wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Uh, hell, it all works out in the end, doesn't it? Yep. Fun. You'll be 50. When? God, you're so young. In 27 years. 27. Some people say I'm old. Some people say I'm young. It's It all depends on who you uh, talk to. Andy, in 27 <laughs> years, you'll be 60, not 50. Oh, wait, you're right. Okay, that makes more sense. <laughs> where did that decade go? Yeah, yeah, where did the decade go? To be honest, yeah, nice there is math. a whole decade in there that I basically don't remember for I'm reasons <laughs> unknown. I'm 59, and I never managed to, I never managed to uh, you know, find the only ice spot in all of Hager City. <laughs> you're 50? <laughs> and you're going to retire? 51. Pretty Jeez. good. We can all be so Money lucky. Bags. Now, I see you have a, a Navy hat on. Did you serve? Uh, my family was Navy. Okay. Um, I my dad tried to get me in the Navy. Whoops the checkbook out, and they're like, "Well, he's got to take that aptitude test, and he's he's close." And my dad takes the checkbook out, and he's like, "Listen, just take him, okay? How much do you need?" <laughs> they're like, "Bribe the <laughs> army, yeah, or the Navy." He I says, guess. "The government's got plenty of money." He goes, "Yeah, but what's a little bit more?" <laughs> my gosh, <laughs> man. I See, I was going to become a Marine, but then they said I had to do more than one push-up. And just, <laughs> well, just my, son, yeah. my son tried to get in because his grandfather, who he's very <laughs> proud of, was, was in the Navy. Well, there's one problem with that. My son's six foot seven. Well, he yeah. wanted to be a pilot. Oh, six foot oh seven. yeah. That's yeah, very tall. he's okay. Well, he's not. His cockpits are actually yep. quite so then, small. Then he was like, okay, well, how about a submarine? They're like, no. Also small. Yep. Oh, my God. So they actually told him, they said, if you want to do this, then you would have to go on a ship and then just go to school and be an officer, which wouldn't be. And then you'd yeah. retire in 20 years. Right. Yeah. David Robinson was in the Navy, right? And he was uh, yep. seven feet tall. Seven feet. Yep. Jeez. Yep. They called him the Admiral. Was but, he an admiral? No. Oh. Yeah, Dan works no. with a guy that's six eight, and they flew to Colorado oh, together. God, I can't oh. even imagine. And he, you're not supposed to do upgrades on the company credit card. And Dan was like, I don't care. He gets to sit in an exit row seat. Yeah. He's like, I'm not making him sit <laughs> Have you in ever a regular flown airplane spirit? seat. Yes. No. <clears throat> No. Yeah, you don't put a six things. foot seven one on it. No. I said, Hey, son, how was your flight? <laughs> he was like. Yeah, why didn't you tell me? I said, you're the one who said you wanted to save money, so we'll yeah, save you money, that's yeah. for sure. Yeah, you're packed in like sardines, I guess. <laughs> I'm five eleven and there are some planes where it's like literally I just have to be bent at a ninety degree angle the entire time I'm in that thing. That's very weird. I've bought in vehicles because of his height. Like <coughs> the two thousand five Dodge Durango. Uh-huh. Mm. He would sit all the way in the back. We had a 2005 row. Dodge Durango, I think. And he would put the middle row down so he could put his feet out. You know, a kid wore a size 16 shoe. You know, the car that, Whoa. oddly enough, would fit a tall person better than anything else made, you'd never see a 6'7 guy in it. The Volkswagen Beetle. Really? I mean, I'm 6'4", and I could sit in a Beetle with a hat on and not yeah. touch the... Wow. Isn't that... See, yeah, he really? drives a Pontiac G6, and he fits in it just perfectly. Yeah. Hmm. But then he likes to... He likes to, He goes, hey, Bob's over there. Take, uh, take the Cadillac out and go whipping in it. And I says, why don't you just take the one-ton diesel, go whipping that, leave my Cadillac alone. <laughs> you can whip in anything, basically, so... I so, suppose that is true. Got a few minutes left here of this segment. I, w- when I met Eddie, we were Facebook friends and stuff because of all the incessant KQ advertising that Walzer's done, and... It was a couple, two or three years. Incessant. Okay. It was a couple, two or three years ago, we were down in Red Wing for Sarah's birthday and went across the harbor and met 
Eddie, and then um, what's his real name? Uh, his nickname Shrek. Another longtime listener. Great guy. Uh, and he looks just like uh, Tom Ramble. Isn't that his name? I think so, yeah. It was kind of interesting hanging out with those two characters, drinking beer in the middle of the day. On the Is that, the, so. that was the time <coughs> I had the scar, remember that? Oh, yeah. I had the Frankenstein stitches. Yeah, don't, mm. don't do a wine-tasting thing on the hottest day of the year with flip-flops. Oh, oh dear. Yeah. It's a drinking accident? It was. I was sitting on the step. It was a drink. It was <laughs> sitting there finishing the cigar because it was, it was wine and cigars. So so I'm the guys s- that's behind you on the freeway in an 80 or 40 ton vehicle at 75 miles an hour, can't drink a glass of wine without hurting himself. Right? Mm. Well. Yeah, took up the flip flop, got caught in my wooden steps. I have custom wooden steps. I went uh, to yeah. turn around to go into the fifth wheel. Uh, I was like, all right, I'm hammered. The day is done. Yep. My flip flop caught in the step, and I did, and I took a header right in the side of the step. Oh, ow, ow. ow. Banged on the neighbor's door, and I'm like, wake up. They're like, why? And I go, open the door. They're like, why? I go, open the door. They open up the door. They're like, oh. I, so I, I got in the house, and I just grabbed the roll of paper, paper towels, and I went. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they went, he goes, oh, that's bad. <laughs> oh. Eight hours in the ER. Jeez. Oh, wow. Yeah. They had me in there for, well, I, I think they had to get me sober first. <laughs> well, you know, it's going to happen I once in a while, isn't have, it? I might have had a glass or two. So, speaking of the river, how high is it right now? We're good right now. It is. Um, Had terrible floods down oh, there last last year. was brutal. I moved five times. Yeah. And then I finally ended up at, at love the people at Treasure Island. They opened up the RV park for us. For oh, the really? That, yeah, they're absolutely phenomenal people at the Treasure Island. So, there's four of us that live like this. Yep. Okay. They opened everything up. They were not open to the public. And they said, listen, you can stay here as long as you need to. How cool is that? It, that was, you know what? It was, it was way cool in the staff that run the RV park. Absolutely just the best people. That, that is, that's cool. But the river right now is low because I, the they're, river they're right worried now about is flooding good. again this spring. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm, I'm going to pull. Well, I got, I'm on the highest spot in the island. Mm-hmm. I'm 17-4. So I may not have to pull out. I probably will have to, if I want to continue to be in my unit, um, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of a kayak. There you go. But one of the one of the richest guys down there in Hangar City owns an airboat. Oh, there you go. Those are cool. <laughs> Charlie. Charlie's like, you can't live on the Mississippi River without an airboat. <laughs> I'd love to take a ride on this. Uh-huh. We've got to take a little break here. We'll be back with a final segment with Eddie Spadino talking about all kinds of stuff, river life, truck driving. If you have any questions, you can always uh, text the text line 612-295-1526, and we'll make up an answer. We'll be right back. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more. And please tell them that Tom sent you. Sabre and Bryant. 
whatever it takes. Was your New Year's resolution to work out at the gym to lose weight? And now it's almost March and you haven't shed a pound? Well, do what I did. Let the coaches at Ultimate Weight Loss help you lose weight fast. With the help of Ultimate Weight Loss, I lost 41 pounds, another 42 pounds in each of my first two 40-day programs, and I didn't have to exercise. Summer will be here before you know it. So start now, look great, and feel even better by losing 20 to 40 pounds with the help of my friends at Ultimate Wellness and Weight Loss, powered by Nutramost. Due to the tremendous success of their clients, they are now opening a Woodbury location. That's on March 2nd. They will then have three locations to serve you in Plymouth, Edina, and Woodbury. Starting today, live your healthiest life. Schedule an immediate consultation. Call Ultimate Weight Loss, powered by Nutramost, 763-333-7337, 763-333-7337, or go to their website, ultimatewl.com. That's ultimatewl.com. Do, 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 do. I'm doing, I'm singing along. What do you think? Pretty. It's awesome. Pretty. We are back. Dougie's here. Eddie's here. Andy and Alex. You know. This is fun. I got a couple questions for Eddie. So let's say that somebody, despite having listened to this podcast, decides, huh, I think I want to be a truck driver. How do you learn to do that? How do you learn to drive? How long does it take? And what kind of money can you realistically expect to make as a, I assume, over-the-road truck drivers make the most, right? Rather yes. than just, you know, day haulers and stuff like that. Well, it's, it all depends on the experience. Like, like I'm going to be going to work for a company in Red Wing. It's a construction company, but they, uh, they're going to start me out top pay because of my safety record. Right. You basically write your own ticket. If somebody wanted to get into it, it's to see this country, the places that we go to is absolute. That's the biggest part I'm going to miss is the places that I go and the other than Nebraska. See. Other than yeah, no, I don't. I don't go. To, I don't go to New York or New Jersey, and I don't go west. I've been there and seen that. But a lot of these companies, um, you you can go online and and, and Google say I, I, I want to get my CDL. So a company. They'll go through the whole channels. Commercial right? driver's license yep. is what CDL means. You know, going to school is like five, $6,000. Okay. They got a really great one down in South St. Paul. But you can find companies out that they'll, they'll train you themselves. But then you have to sign a waiver, and you have to stay with them for right. a that's, year and a half. That's how they get their money years. back. They're trying to get new workers in the pipeline. Um, starting out as a, as a greenhorn driver, I've seen guys that, that are – Sixty thousand a year. Okay. Now the latest, um, the latest thing, you know, because these companies, the rates have gone up, so companies are making really good money. So, what they're doing is, is if they make too much money, the their accountant says, "Well, you got two choices: you can either pay the, to the government, or give all your employees free health care." And so, a lot of these companies, that's a lot of these good trucking companies, are getting like the one I work for. If their, their drivers all have free health care. Wow. Free health care mm. and dental. And it's and it's good. It's, you pay like a $30 copay when you go to the doctor, but that's all you see. Tom, let's buy a truck. Yes, sir. Let's <laughs> buy a truck and start driving. Oh, uh, let's buy it. Yeah, and me over the road, so that'd be good. Yeah, oh, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what do you mean? Oh, yeah, no, Eddie. What the hell's that all about? I'm listening. Oh, no, no. You can get excited. <laughs> you should hear me, <laughs> yes, though. That's true. That's I try to point. wave all my fingers excited. at you. And it's, 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 it's like, 
my biggest my biggest pet peeve is they just had to get around me so they could get that exit. It's like you, oh, yeah. you couldn't yep. wait 30 seconds just to stay behind right. me. Right. Mm-hmm. I can't oh, yeah. tell you how many times I have thrown stuff at my windshield. <laughs> it's like, I'm going I'm to put a dash cam. Actually, I'm not going to, but I was, if I was going to stay in, I'd put a dash cam on. Cops oh, totally, yeah. I've seen some YouTube videos of people brake checking semis. <laughs> yep. What a brake check is for those. And don't do it. It's don't incredibly it. dangerous. I think it's illegal, too. If you, yeah. yeah, if you're so. mad at somebody, you cut in front of them and then and just brake check lay, on, lay yep. on your brakes. And I've seen some YouTube videos from in-cab Ooh. cameras where they just they can't why stop. Would, no, why would you try to brake check? It takes a football check? field for me to stop. Yeah. I mean, yeah. have you ever seen a, what do they call it, where the it's like veers off into like a dirt road with the bags and everything, the uh, runaway ramp? Oh, the runaway oh, yeah. ramps? Yeah, it's like, have you seen how long those things yeah. are? You know? Yeah. Yeah, I would not. Have you ever had to, uh, you probably never had to go. No. There, there's one come in Grand Marais <laughs> when you're coming from the Arrowhead down into yep. Grand Marais, and every once in a while you'll see yep. some. Yep, yep. And it looks, it looks terrifying. The worst it, nobody got killed, so it wasn't the worst accident I've ever seen. But this was years ago. I was I had a motorcycle, and I was driving in town, 35W South, <laughs> kind of near Diamond Lake Road, not quite yet to the yep. crosstown. And this guy in Riviera was trying to uh, uh, pass a truck on the right. Truck didn't see him, pulled into the lane. The guy backed off and then decided to pass the truck on the shoulder and then try to cut him off. Oh, but God. he uh, cut a little too quick. So the truck's leaning on his brakes and he's pushing it was a Riviera, pushing the guy in the driver's door down the highway and then all of a sudden the truck slowed down enough so the rev got back on pavement and shot right perpendicular in front of the truck and got hit by another truck. <laughs> Idiots. Oh, so I'm like, there's, there's gonna be a lot, lot of, of paperwork. So I pulled over, and you know, the guy didn't get killed. I was just Im- I'm completely amazed. But uh, gave the technology the- in these new trucks, like, like yeah. I can share with you the technology in mine. If I'm cruising along at 65 miles an hour, I got the cruise control on, and everything is going good. And let's just say I'm distracted. Okay, I'll, when I come up onto another vehicle, it will actually back that semi down yep, yep. i cannot it's almost impossible to to really to, to rear end somebody yeah because it will actually break like when they first came out with this my buddy got one and he was he was in memphis tennessee and he said oh yeah he goes yep lady cut me off that thing locked up he went down crapped his pants went down the center median with the semi and kept her in the upright position wow he's like yeah we're gonna probably need to adjust that one a little bit (laughs) and got a citation because he left the roadway oh he tried to explain to the cop he said listen the lady cut me off it's raining out and this is the reaction of what the technology did yeah and they really had to go back and they really had to adjust on all of them but they're a pain because they're beep, 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 beep. It's like I'm trying to find that speaker, and it's like, <laughs> where's my screwdriver? I didn't this realize they had that, technici- that tech in, in, uh, in semis. It's been in cars for the last four or five years, depending on the brand yeah. and stuff. And more and more as it's becoming standard. It's, it's not perfect yet, but it no. is kind of amazing. It, yeah, and it's you can't nowadays, if, if you were to go buy a 2020 Kenworth or, Pen, or a, a Peterbilt, it's common standard with them on. Yep, yep. Same in the car. Yeah, business. you can't you can't get away from them. So, what does a twenty twenty Peterbilt cost? How much is that truck? 
Yeah, they're about depends on what you what which one right. you get. They're they're anywhere between a buck forty and a buck sixty. Oh, okay. Wow. I mean, it's still a lot. I, for yeah. some reason, I would have thought it would have been more than that. And it depends on what you do to them too. I mean, yeah. I I know guys that are in well in the two hundred thousands for their rigs. Got the neon underlining. <laughs> yeah, and they have bathrooms in them. They, they, wow. they have, really? Yeah, they have like Jeez. some of them have like a two hundred and eighty inch sleeper in it. So there's like a bathroom, kitchen, a oh, back wow. door. Yeah, it's those are those are people that have you know like a husband and wife, a moving team, oh, <laughs> and they yeah. stay out. But they, I've been in some of those, and it's like it's just really nice. It's like an RV. Yeah, in there. it's really really nice. Really expensive too, though. Well, yeah, I would imagine. One hundred forty grand. Well, you know that's that's God, that's a lot of money. Lot but of the money. emissions. You know, like the month of December was my maintenance cost was about ten grand. This new def, like on the Man. new diesels, mm-hmm. the the diesel exhaust fluid, that is such a pain in the ass, and it's very expensive when they. So when they explain go to out. people. I, I understand what you're talking about, but tell people what what exactly that diesel exhaust about. fluid is. Basically, if you know what a diesel smells like, I could take my rig and I could park it in this room right now, start it up, and you wouldn't smell it. It basically kills all the soot that's inside of that. Now we used to live on a farm, so we know what diesel smells like. Yeah. When when that system goes out, you are talking thousands and thousands of dollars. Like mm. December, I broke down four times in one day. Can, uh, can you imagine? Can you imagine how my what my attitude was like at the at the end of the day? Well, good thing you're hauling perishable food. <laughs> right. Yeah, really. Although in December, it's not too perishable. Yeah. Well, it depends on what part of the country you're in. And that's, that's it's true. And as we speak, it's in the shop as we speak. So does the fluid freeze, or is it just prone to breaking just because? You know, here's people have asked me, they're like, well, what is it? And I said, the way I explain it, it's 25% ass juice and 75% water. Yeah, it's urea. Ass juice, baby. Yeah. <laughs> it's urine, right? Lovely. Yeah, urea, which is urea. basically, yeah. Uh, yep. Gross. So that... That's what thunderstorm. The, I know that's weird. That was the whole, really, the Volkswagen scandal. Uh, they found out ways to um, shut off the emission systems in the cars. We 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 have also found that out in, in the trucks. <laughs> you realize that this is connected to the internet right now. Yeah, <laughs> and it's <laughs> yeah. like mine, my, my Denali. Mm-hmm. I just have mine turned off. Okay, but you know, in the car business. If I wanted to trade that in, yeah. I'd have to go and have it turned back on. Yep, that's right. You know, but I gained. I went from 13 miles a gallon to 22 miles a gallon with that with that Duramax. Wow! Just by just by deleting that duff. Now it's important to point out to people that might be considering doing this. It is actually illegal. It is actually so. illegal. There are actually and states you can't that... talk dealers into doing it for oh. you because if you think they'd go after you hard, they just oddly enough. Not many people like car dealers. It's kind of an insider what? knowledge thing. I know, sure? it's weird. I don't believe it. It's true. It's you know, true. disc jockeys. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, if you get, now there, there are companies that basically what they're doing is they're just rewriting a program that goes into the ECM. So yep. now your deaf system is there. It's just the, the way the last administration did this whole environmental stuff. Mm-hmm. They turn stuff that don't even need to be on, okay? And basically what this, this particular company will do is they just go in there and rewrite the, the ECM program, and then they, you know, because it's like every 
3,500 miles, I got to fill that dev tank up. Well, now I talk to guys that go 200, 300,000 miles before they got to fill that dev tank up. Mm. And it was just, they just went in there and just turned this off, turned that off, and you, you would really have to, you'd really have to look for it. Yeah. In order to find it. Because when they're in there with the laptop, because nobody just goes in there and fixes your truck. They're like, oh, we're going to hook a laptop up to them. I'm like, well, I can do that. Yeah. You know, and they can't, they can't find it if they're, if they're looking for it. Yep. It's, it's right there in front of them. They just don't know it's not active. Yeah. The first time I heard about this, it was actually on this podcast about six months ago. Somebody called in, if I remember right. Yeah. Asking if Walzer, you know, Basic ECM is electronic control module. Nope. Would rewire ECMs to defeat emission systems. I'm like, ah, no, no, we don't do that. Well, because some states like Pennsylvania and some of these other ones, they still remember those places here. I think uh, wasn't Jesse Ventura the one that got rid of them? The emissions? Oh, the emissions testing. Yeah, deal. I think it was during his administration. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah. And, but there's still a lot of states that oh, yeah. actually do that, and it's expensive yeah. to have to have that done. I, uh, I had an old Mercedes convertible and got on a user forum, and over in England they have what's called MOT, annual inspections. Yeah. The stuff that they pick apart on these deals is unbelievable. Yeah, oh maybe. my God, in America, they run more if you get a license there, plate and, you, and it starts, you're yeah. pretty much cool. Right, right. Yep. <laughs> but, but over there, it's I mean, it's... The amount of scrutiny that you have to go through in England on an annual vehicle inspection is just they mostly unreal. diesels over there too, aren't they? A lot of diesels in yeah. Europe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably sixty percent. I was going to say, yeah, yeah. yeah. But they don't make diesel SLK Mercedes. Well, maybe they do actually. I have to look that up. But most of them are gas powered and wicked fun. I know the older of money. Mercedes. There was a lot of those diesels. That were like in the 80s and 90s. I've never understood why diesel isn't more common. Ah, boy, you know that's a. They're more. I think they're more fuel efficient. Like I, they are more fuel I, efficient. I pull a 42 foot fifth wheel <coughs> with that one ton, and it's like it's not even back there. Yeah. Now I got guys that buddies that got three quarter ton one ton gas, and they're like, oh yeah, you can just watch the gas gauge when they're when yep. they're in it, you know. Yeah, well, it, I think, you know, in in less expensive cars, it adds a big expense. So, you know, if you're looking at is. trucks, it doesn't, it, it's still five grand more I, on a one-ton truck, I filled mine up truck, yesterday. Right? Diesel was 263 right. a gallon. It was 84 bucks. But I mean, the cost, I the, the cost of the vehicle itself. Right. So if you're looking at a yeah. one-ton pickup truck that a gas one might be $48,000 on a diesel, diesel's going to be 70, 50, yeah. you know, 9, 60. Wow. Um, which Mine actually is a truck, truck, harder but the to payback build isn't that big a deal. But if you're looking like a diesel Corolla, for example, where you could buy a gas-powered one that gets, you know, 38 miles to the gallon for 20 grand, you're not probably going to spend 27 grand on a diesel that would get, you know, 50. Right. It's just the math and doesn't work very well. I went to own. I would have never bought a diesel, but I I got I need something to pull that fifth wheel around yep. with. You know, and this happened to have the the package was already in it. And... So basically, diesel engines are harder to manufacture them. They're yeah, they're hard. There's more technology. There's there's more sensors. Like on on these new ones, there's a, there's a lot more sensors that are on sensors that can go out. 
Um, and the way but it works they don't is they're really high compression ratio yes. motors. So a regular gas engine might be eight or ten <coughs> to one. Diesels are sixteen to. See, I can turn 20. mine up to six hundred horsepower if I want to, but it's like, what do I need all that horsepower for? Yeah. I, I don't, you know. But nowadays, like my engine, generally you're going to get a million miles out of that motor before you got to open it up and touch it. Seven hundred thousand, wow. seven hundred fifty, because of all this new emissions. So that's eight years. Yep. Do a million yep. miles. Yep. I like driving. I don't know if I like driving that much. Yeah, I know. What's your favorite uh, state other than Minnesota or Wisconsin? Oh yeah, that's a good question. That you that you drive through with any great. It's got to be North Dakota. Oh, North Dakota. There you go. <laughs> There's some stories I could tell you about that and South Dakota. Oh boy. Um, I'd have to say Kentucky, Tennessee. Um, Beautiful. North, North and South Carolina are absolutely, and they're so laid back in, in the Carolina. Florida, depending on where you are, I, I think there's something in the water down there. I really do. Because oh, yeah. depending crazy on people, yeah. you you could be man. you could be somewhere on the north side of like we have a terminal Wildwood, Florida, right? You could be <coughs> in that area, and it's like, does everybody think they're in NASCAR down there? It's like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. It's it's like, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, Melissa, um, my wife, we just went down to Florida. I think that was the first time she had been in Florida in, you know, as an adult. Uh, and, yeah, when we were driving on 95 or the turnpike, it's like everyone is going 20, 30 miles per hour over the speed limit, and that's just not something you really see in Minnesota. No. But down there, everyone does it. Like, everyone literally does everybody. It. everybody. And, they... and she's like, what is, why is everyone going so fast? And I'm like, it's And Florida. they will pass you yep. on the shoulder. If you're not going fast, they will yep. actually, if they can get around you on the shoulder, they will. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if they go, here comes crazy. an idiot. Yep. <laughs> Gotta go fast. No. It's like the Autobahn. Folks, once again, Folks. we're out of time. The end has come. Another exciting episode of Cars Selling Secrets. Our special Eddie, guest. nice to meet you. Oh, it's nice to meet you, Tom. It was an absolute honor. I appreciate you having me on the show. Very kind. Eddie's got a pretty good radio voice, I think. Mm-hmm. He you know does. What? I, uh, you get into radio. The uh, the other company I work for, they did a commercial, and the guy they did a, a, a testing one too. And the guy goes, "You know, you got a voice for radio." It's he goes, "It's that low voice, mm-hmm. <laughs> baby, baby." It all works out in the end. Yes, sir. All right, Dougie, you're at the wheel. All right, tune in next Thursday for another exciting adventure in Car Selling Secrets. I have no idea who's going to be on or what we're going to talk about, but it'll always... <laughs> Terrific. We talked about cars pretty much. I was going to say, it doesn't always end hours, up which being is awesome. cars. <laughs> we had, but today... Eddie was no, on, we had a, a guy who re- <clears throat> finds old classics and rebuilds them. I had a great time talking to him, Shag, and uh, it was nice to Shag. see Eddie again, and we'll see you this summer. We'll see you this summer, Doug, absolutely. Over and out, everybody. Goodbye.